Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So it was a real last-minute surprise to find him on then. What can we do if this guy really is as, you know, what he's been employed for, a, a kung fu fighter? Sort of quite lean, um, muscly, sort of a sort of wiry physique, I suppose. On the final morning, on the day that we were due to sail, Roberto produced a clasp knife that he'd attached to his belt. Uh, the word came down that they were actually on the move. I don't know whether they had starting to worry whether, you know, something had gone wrong or, but they started coming towards us. Catching Worms, a Hong Kong true crime podcast. It was D-Day. Operation Clinker was about to be put into action. After weeks of preparation and planning, 24-hour surveillance and undercover work, the team of officers posing as deckhands were ready to set sail. Aboard the yacht, chartered from Hong Kong to Australia, carrying what the team supposed was a large amount of drugs, were its crew. John Bridges, skipper turned informant, Ron Mason, narcotics officer and operation lead, Bill Remwick, marine police officer and rugby mate of Rods, Debbie, one of the few female European officers in the force, and Nick, new to the Narcotics Bureau but up for the challenge. The crew had one final check before raising the anchor. We, when we all met up, the four of us, Bill, Debbie, Nick and I. That's narcotics detective Rod Mason. And um, we went down to St. Stephen's Beach and John came to the shore in the Zodiac. The Zodiac was a small dinghy they had purchased in Hong Kong to ferry the crew and their belongings to and from the main yacht. And he stayed on the shore waiting for Roberto, who had gone somewhere to buy fresh fruit or, or ice or something. So I took Nick out to um, the wee in the Zodiac, and we used that as an opportunity to just double-check there were no weapons around. 
And did you ever, on this occasion or a later occasion, think that Roberto had a weapon? We, at that time, didn't, but there were several occasions in the next week when we were left alone on on the boat. So we were able to conduct a fairly thorough search of the boat and know that there were no concealed firearms. There were knives in the galley for food preparation, so we were aware of that. And then on the final morning, on the day that we were due to sail, Roberto produced a clasp knife that he'd attached to his belt and showed it off. And it had about, I think, about a six or eight inch blade to it. And he announced that it was for his protection or for sticking people. A second team had been assembled. The intercept team included three narcotics officers, the boarding party, whose job it would be to jump ship, as it were, from the pleasure craft to the yacht during the intercept. There were two linesmen who would tie the boats together once brought alongside. The full crew was under the command of the chief inspector from the Marine Police Division, Les Baird. I'll tell you the story. I mean, we went, after sitting in Aberdeen for a day or two, uh, the word came down that they were actually on the move. So we left and then we put on our Hawaiian shirts and we set off and it was about five or six in the afternoon. So it was. I'm thinking it's going to get dark. We're going to have to do this in dark, in complete darkness and um, and um, it's going to be quite difficult to to actually find the find the damn thing, particularly if it's got no lights on. It was only a small yacht. Uh, not that there was much movement in, at that time um, around, because it was actually a little bit rough. So we left and we went down south, around south of Potoy, onto the territory boundary, which is about um, about half of half a mile south of Potoy Group Islands, and um, and we waited there. Back aboard the Wii, everything wasn't quite going to plan, as Bill Renwick recalls. First of all, this chap, Kenny, appeared at the last minute. So that kind of blew our plans out of the water, because initially we were going to take Roberto and, and, and John, and, and I was originally, if I remember rightly, I, I was tasked with sort of arresting John and making it look like you know, he, he was sort of a, a proper suspect. So when this chap, Kenny, appeared... Um, we suddenly had to sort of think on the hoof a bit and Rod kind of basically gave me the nudge to sort of say, well, just keep an eye on him, you know? So I always positioned myself on the boat so that I could, I could watch him. Bill had his eyes on Kenny and describes what he saw. I mean, I'm, I'm six foot three uh, and uh, sort of weigh 15 stone. So he was a bit, <laughs> a bit smaller than me. He was, he was quite, um, Sort of quite lean, um, muscly, sort of a sort of wiry physique, I suppose. I asked Bill if they'd had any intel on Kenny. Why was he there? What threat did he pose? Was Kenny suspicious of them? Well, he was a, apparently he was a, a triad member, and the Hong Kong network had decided to put him on board just to sort of keep an eye on things. Whether they had suspicions about Roberto, I mean, you know, there was forty-three kilograms of number one heroin on there there was a lot of street value to to go missing so i'm guessing they just put him on at the last minute um and just to 
yeah, just to keep an eye on things. But we didn't know much about him, and I don't think he'd been picked up by surveillance up till that point. So it was a real last-minute surprise to find him on there. Kenny was from the Triads. The Triads were traditional criminal organisations that had originated from China, Hong Kong and Macau, and now operated in multiple countries where there were Chinese communities overseas. Like the Sicilian Mafia, they controlled the underworld and engaged in a variety of crimes, from fraud and money laundering to trafficking and prostitution. And these groups had a fearsome reputation for violence. Yeah, it, it's interesting. And the chopper is favoured over a stabbing weapon. Um, and you'll get, you know, whole gangs of people, perhaps because of things like triad association where they can call on their brothers. And half of it is to intimidate whoever it is that you're targeting because if they're faced with six or seven people all aimed with choppers, they tend to do what you want. So the four officers aboard the boat not only now had to consider the movements of their main suspect, the Filipino smuggler Roberto Baptista, but also now this triad member, Kenny. Rod gathered the team around for a management meeting. He was a little bit of a worry, so Nick and I and actually mainly Bill, then went into a kind of a risk assessment talk. What can we do if this guy really is as, you know, what he's been employed for, a a Kung Fu fighter? Now, Bill being the police number eight, was a big lad. And so uh, I very kindly said to Bill, right, he's your problem. And we then discussed what we were permitted to do to subdue him and we discussed whether pushing him over the side would be acceptable or not. Rod was, we we were sort of thinking, well, you know, we might have to kind of nudge him off the boat or something if things get difficult. But then we were concerned, well, what if he can't swim? You know, <laughs> we didn't want to be, uh, we, you know, sort of uh, inadvertently killing someone we're there to arrest people not to uh, not to drown them so that was a concern as well and we thought mm, might be a bit dangerous if he can't swim they might we might not be able to do that so we then manufactured a conversation after everybody was on board to try and establish whether he could swim and when he confirmed that he could we thought ah that's okay then because if we push him over the side we can chuck him a life ring and there will be an insect lodge coming in to uh, follow us so they can always pick him up. And we decided if the worst came to the worst, we could take that action. And we, we again, sort of improvising thought, right, okay, what we've got to do is, is, is sort of arrest Roberto and this guy Kenny first and then very quickly whoever's free can kind of move to John. And then, then of course, we've also then got to arrest the the other two undercover um, police, or Nick and Debbie. We'd also maintain the pretense that we were dumb guilos and couldn't speak Cantonese. So if we suddenly started shouting at them in, in Cantonese, saying, Chayan Moyok, and, uh, you know, that sort of thing, that maybe it would shock them enough to actually freeze, which is all we really wanted them to do. Because once they've frozen, you can put them under control. Chai An Mo Yo literally translates as police don't move. 
so they had a new plan and were ready for departure. Rod gave the signal. I'd asked uh, John to basically take the signal for departure from me and I tried to leave that almost to twilight because part of the plan was that we would take enforcement action out of sight of land. And the reason for doing that was we didn't want anybody watching us depart to be aware that we had seized the yacht. That was all to allow us to take up part two of the whole case, which was to deliver um, fake drugs to Sydney to try and net the distribution syndicate in what was called in those days a controlled delivery. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. All aboard, they set sail, the crew of undercover officers maintaining their cover story as travellers, taking photos of their holiday destination on disposable Kodak cameras. Then, they set about the important job of choosing the tunes, and all settled down on deck to recount stories of Hong Kong adventures whilst the Beach Boys played in the background. 
When they left the dock, the weather was fine and warm, but as they moved out to the edge of Hong Kong waters, night fell, the wind picked up, and the weather began to get worse. Well, roughly, I mean, we we started out, I suppose it must have been mid-afternoon, late afternoon, and certainly we were getting to the point where we're, I, I think it was sort of midnight, so it, it's certainly eight hours by this stage. So it was midnight and it was dark. The one thing Les Bird had had concerns about when first seeing the boats the narcotics team had purchased for the interception. It doesn't have a radar. What happens if we inter- try and do an interception at night in the complete darkness without a radar? Without a radar, and no one seemed to think that radar was really very important, but at night, in darkness, you actually can't see anything, right? Particularly if the, the other boat has no light, not showing any light. You can't see it. But, skippered by John, the crew aboard the Wee headed out of Stanley Harbour to the location predetermined for Operation Clinker to take place. We'd basically come out of Stanley and um, if you imagine on a clock face, we were heading off at about four o'clock direction. So we went off down past Potoy and Beaufort Island and thereafter the intercept took place at that point, which we reckon nobody from the shore would be able to identify. The intercept launch had um, four or five... uh, Europeans on board, sort of dressed in Hawaiian shirts, waving cans of beer, pretending they were out having had a fishing trip and having good fun. Uh, so then we tried to do our thing, but it didn't mean anything. All the Hawaiian shirt look and everything, it was complete darkness. So, um, it, it, you know, that, that side of the plan never materialised. Uh, Rod told me later, um, <clears throat> because we were then quite close, the other guys on board were con- concerned that we were actually a police launch. Chief Inspector Les Bird. Because they, 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 them not being overly familiar with the design and the look of vessels at sea, thought that, is that a police launch? That, that, so by, by being there, we were actually putting our foot in our own mouth, really. <laughs> they, they thought we were a police launch, which we were, you know. Um, the... Intercept launch would be skippered by a Marine Police Chief Inspector. And we were able to confirm that his ability to determine his exact position was going to be better than ours. We did have um, an electronic device that was hidden in my rucksack which would be uh, transmitting a signal so that um, we could, our, our position would always be determined. They wouldn't lose us. This location for the intercept was key, as first mate Rod Mason explains. We were supposedly just crew happily on our way to Australia, but the intercept had to take place within Hong Kong waters so that we retained jurisdiction and could take enforcement action. So the intercept launch was told to sail past us and then turn around astern of us and come back in alongside us. So as it approached us, that was our signal 
to take enforcement action and to start arresting people. And lo and behold, um, the, 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 the actual yacht actually came uh, quite close to us. So we were quite lucky in that we actually spotted it. Lucky to spot it. Les Bird is convinced. But the next step was to bring the boat close enough for the intercept to take place. Easier said than done. We were lucky in that we actually spotted them, I think. Um, but when we did, uh, then it started to get really, very, very, very weird because the idea was that I would stand on the flying bridge. There was a two, there was two a main cabin launch where I could drive the launch, and then there was a flying bridge on top, which um, the, the the controls were, were were duplicated up on the flying bridge. And I, I decided because it was dark, I, I would drive from on the top, and they would stay in the cabin. And then when I took the the our vessel alongside the um, the yacht, they could then cross over because the, the, the decks were the same, approximately the same height. Problem was it started to rain and that meant the visibility was down to, you know, it was cut down. So I was on the flying bridge getting soaked and couldn't really see that much. Um, and then it started to get rough. And then I started to come round to try and come alongside and lo and behold, the starboard side engine cut out um, what had happened was the the cables on the control snapped the starboard side engine broke down as, as I was about a minute away from trying to come alongside in heavy weather so I had to turn the engine off and then try and come in on the one end the other the port side engine and using the the rudder which was really really small and not very effective to try and bring this boat around. Now, I seem to remember also originally there was a slight change in plan because we we were planning to wait until dark, wait until we got far enough out of Hong Kong waters to take the boat, and then we would signal to the support launch to come in and, and help out. Um, I don't know whether they had starting to worry whether you know something had gone wrong, or but they started coming towards us. And that was the trigger for basically Roberto, I think, must have suddenly thought, this doesn't look quite right. This, this boat is coming straight towards us now. And then, <laughs> this, this is the funny side, we, we, were, we didn't know if they were armed. No one knew what was being carried in terms of arms by the bad guys. I knew that Rod had a revolver in, uh, secured in his kit bag but we didn't know what uh, arms and ammunition, or if any, the, um, the bad guys on board the yacht had. And as I'm coming in, there's an al- a loud bang from the yacht, which we can only see, you know, an outline of. And one of the MB guys said, shit, that's a gun, that's a gunfire, that's a gunshot. And I thought, they're firing at me. I was on the, I was on the flying bridge. They've realised what's going on and somebody's taken a shot. Next time on Catching Worms. Um, It's going to be quite difficult to 
to actually find the find the damn thing. It must have. He must have just clicked. I guess he must have just suddenly clicked. Cables on the controls snapped. And then said to him, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he said, "I didn't know you were police." But he sort of executed this perfect commando role and was straight up on his feet and came over and and started、um, dealing with Kenny. Done all this for sort of what looked like about three kilos of, of heroin. In the story, Operation Clinker, something funny is going on. This has been a Create podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. It helps others to find us. You can follow us on Instagram at Catching Worms HK. With special thanks to Rod Mason, author of Operation Clinker, Bill Renwick, and author of Small Band of Men, Les Bird, and thank you for listening. Catching worms, jok chong. This term means to get yourself into trouble, causing unnecessary difficulties. It may seem like an odd phrase, but this slang is often used as an abbreviation of the full saying "jok chong yap si fat," that involves putting said worms up your rear end, which, to anyone's imagination, definitely spells trouble indeed. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. Thirty-six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/work. Shopify.com/work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods. All at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and three hundred sixty-five day returns on your next order. That's quince.com/upgrade. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands, and they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com/style to get free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns on your next order. Quince.com/style.